I'm here with my man Josh. What's up? Wait, that is so loud. Hold on, let me fix that. Okay, all right. Because it is like off the charts. Okay. Oh, I can fix. I can fix it too. Okay. When I edit. We're good. It's yeah. fine now. I think. Don't sweat it. Oh, good. This is going to be a very well put together episode. <laughs> Everybody, prepare yourselves. <laughs> this is organized and professional. And I should do the welcome before I forget. So, hi everybody. Welcome back to Oddities. Welcome back to Strange Town. I'm Cassie, and I'm here with... It's me, Josh, from Out There, Cryptid Podcast. That's right, he's back. We, we've done, have, we've done, I think, two episodes with you before. Uh, is it three? This will be the third, I think. Or is this the fourth? I don't know, but it's good times all around regardless. Amen. Amen. That's right. Everybody, you know the drill. The social media is linked in the description. So is the merch shop. I've already given you the spiel about the Patreon. It's still paused. Yeah, when this comes out, it'll still be paused. Yeah, that's, that's so it. You can, you can sign up if you want. <laughs> this is coming out in like the, like late July. So oh, yeah. It's, like it's paused still, everybody. Almost, it's, it's paused, everybody. So, yeah. and if uh, But if you want to sign up for when I'm ready to start making Burner's current turn again, you can. You just won't be charged yet. So everybody brace yourselves. Boom. It's coming. Hi Josh, it's so good to see so you. Good to see we you. started, we started like filling each other in, and I was like, "Wait, let's record this." Time so, out. Time the fuck out, everybody. So tell us, what's the latest? Well, you're like a big, you're a big Disney man now. I um yeah, I work for the Disney Corporation, and it is exactly <laughs> what you think it is. Yeah. So uh, everything they say is true. Very Absolutely. Cool. I love Disney. If you're listening, thanks for hiring me. They're they're absolutely listening. Are you kidding Always me? Are. They listen. They're they're like up there. <laughs> yeah. They're they're up there with like Big Brother. <laughs> absolutely. No. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, I live on the ocean, so that's pretty. <sighs> it's fine. Just let it happen. Um. I, yeah. I live on the ocean, which is super cool. Um. And. Yeah, I mean, uh, th- that's that's really it. Just a lot of ocean stuff. I, s- I stalk you on Instagram and live vicariously. That's cool. Through your adventures. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to be, I was going to say, you're going to take off again, but that's, you're going to set sail again. I am. So. Well, I'm going to do all of the above. Um, yeah. All of it. <laughs> in July, I leave again for, this one will be an eight, eight uh, why, why I was about to say eighth, an eight, eighth month contract. <laughs> Um, yeah, an eight-month podcast. Eight months? Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah, so I That's don't get back time. until mid-March of next year. Dude, what the fuck? Is that going to be weird for you? Absolutely. Because this last one... Are you... Sorry, go No, ahead. this last one I only did, um, like, kind of like... It was like three and a half months, and then I had a month off, and then I went back for like a month. Okay. So... Wow. This is long. Oh, you're like a real sailor now. Yeah, Look at you. I have yeah. all my maritime um, licenses, <laughs> so I know what to do if a cruise ship is going down. Do you have a sextant? I think those are the things for like mapping no. based on stars. No, you're not like a yield captain, just like a regular captain. <laughs> I'm That's not fine. even close to a captain. We have stripes, I know. and I am a one and a half stripe, and you can get <laughs> up to four. Four stripes is the captain. <laughs> 
How does one get a half a strike? You know, that's a really good question. Because the other <laughs> thing is that of... I don't have, like, most officers wear their stripes on their shoulders. But they yeah. don't give it to us. So, like, I just have my word to be like, well, I'm a one and a half stripe, so you have to listen to me. <laughs> Where's the proof? What the shenanigans is that? But you are playing, are you playing the same characters on this, like, eight month stint? Do you want to tell people? Yeah. Or is that, like, forbidden? So, I portray um, Peter Pan. Yes, um, and I portray Sven in Frozen. I love and that. And then um, I portray Luigi from Lady and the Tramp. Shut up, really? Yeah, I'm the one with the little guitar mandolin thing. <laughs> um, I love that for you. Yeah, that was that was really fun. But otherwise, right. and then it's a bunch of like ensemble, like dancer, um, dancer things. But I was mainly hired for Peter cool. Pan because, you know, I look like I'm four still. But not at all. You're a, such a handsome man, Joshua. Thanks. Peter Pan, girl. I'm a sucker for Smucker's Jam, girl. <laughs> That's in what, some song. You're probably too young. Yeah, I don't know that, that one. My, I think it's My Heart's a Stereo. Oh, I know that song. That? Yeah, I think it's somewhere in there. It's uh, the guy from Gym Class Heroes says it. Oh, it's, it's like, like the really rappy section? Right, right, for nice. sure. Yeah, because I'm a rap superstar. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like very cool. Who do you prefer portraying? Is it Peter Pan, Sven, or Luigi? Um, or do you just like busting moves in the background too? Like what's, what's the Yeah, so, so the way that, at least our ship, because so I'm on the Wonder, which is like the smaller, it's not the smallest, because I think we're equal to the magic, but basically I'm on one of the smaller ships and one of the oldest ships. Um, mm-hmm. So our cast size is fairly small, which okay. means that we have three shows, everybody is a lead in one show and then um, they have a featured role in another and then they're in the ensemble. So like mine mm. is like lead is Peter That's Pan, cool. Sven is my feature and then um, Luigi is my ensemble track. But uh, I mean, I definitely pref- like, I love portraying Peter. Um, yeah. And I love that show. But the other one is doing the ensemble track because I, I'm in almost every single number. And if I'm not in the number, I'm changing for the next one. Oh, Oh, that's like very zippy. Yeah, so that so that show is like fifty. Well, every show is fifty-five minutes because it's a cruise ship. But um, in that show, I have <laughs> of course yeah, a, nobody can <laughs> sit and watch longer than that. Um, <laughs> we got to get back to the bar. Amen. Oh wait, no, this is Disney. Well, there's bars. Yeah, right? we have we have a nightclub. Yeah, it's pretty lit. Oh, tight. Um, oh, I bet it is. Yeah, but anyway, I have like seven seven costumes in that show. Wow. So yeah, I admire that you could keep it all straight in your head. Like I feel like I'd get shit. Like, real wonky, real quick. Honestly, the, when I went back, because when I took my month off, I went back and COVID had hit the ship. Oh, no. And so I was kind of, like, pushed. So I, I was supposed to have, like, two cruises off where I was just, like, rehearsing again. Um, mm-hmm. But the two people, the person that replaced me and then that understudy both had COVID. Jesus. And so I was the only person there that, like, could do it. So they, like, threw me back into the shows and... It was, I had only been gone a month and I like got there and was like, what's happening? <laughs> so that That's was fun. crazy. Yeah. I feel like my mind would melt. I'll give you much credit. Thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Now that we've taken seven and a half minutes of everybody's time. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. Let's talk about, <laughs> I, I love the squeaky toy happening, though. I'm I'm truly not even mad about it. I think you're more upset about it than I am. I am so upset because she's finding them no. in the bottom of the toy basket. 
It's fine. It's, this is what you all signed up. This is what you're here for. This quality, quality, like, production yeah. value. So, um, first of all, everyone, before I also forget, like Josh mentioned, he's from Out There, a cryptid podcast. You guys should check it out. It's most excellent. It is 20-fold better production value than this. <laughs> <laughs> and and Josh, you you prepared a little cryptid for us today, right? I did. I have a cryptid case that I did cover on the podcast. Oh, that's okay. It gives them a little little tasty wasty. So, uh, the question on everybody's mind, but really just mine, is: Would you like me to go first, or would you like to kick us off on this party? I think yeah. I think you go first. Show me how it's done. Party and party and yeah, let's do it. Okay, so today I'm speaking to you. This is an odd fam recommendation. So thank you, everybody. I'm still working on getting through all of them, so have patience. <laughs> I'm speaking to you about the Missouri State Penitentiary. Penitentiary. <laughs> Penitentiary. <laughs> Woo! Penitentiary, a.k.a. the bloodiest 47 acres. Woo! I love Penitentiary. I know, big, big jail energy. So, Missouri State Penitentiary, and it's... From here on out, it's going to be the bloodiest 47 acres because I can't with that no, word today, apparently. Not. I just can't. It was decommissioned in 2004. So, like, now we've, we've had, like, a nice little pause for quite some time. Very but recent, though. It was. Yeah, like, that's... 2004 was eight years ago. No. 18 years ago. Yeah. Holy fucking hell. 18 years ago. Oh, my God. Well, by the time this comes out, I'm 30, and I just... I really can't. So, anyway... It was decommissioned in 2004, everybody, and we're going we're gonna to go with eight years ago instead of 18. But anyway, uh, it was the oldest continually operating prison west of the Mississippi until that point. It was 100 years old when Alcatraz began taking inmates. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy to think about? Wow. I know. So when it opened in 1836, the Battle of the Alamo was going on in Texas, and Andrew Jackson was in his second term. When I start to think about it that way, like, my brain hurts a little bit. Yeah, uh, at that point, yeah. history kind of melts together. I know, it's like, oh, like, the shit hit the fan for, like, a couple hundred years. Actually, no, it's sh- never mind, it never stopped hitting the fan. <laughs> it's just been shit. It's been shit for all time. <laughs> we haven't gotten any better, everybody. Um, public history and paranormal tours showcase the prison's, like, past, including cells of famous inmates. Uh, there was a heavyweight champion, Sonny Liston. And James Earl Ray. Uh, they also show off the gas chamber where 40 men and women were executed. Several housing units and the upper yard, whatever that means. I, I guess there are, is perhaps a lower yard as Kinda well. Kind of sounds like a club. Anyway, <laughs> the upper yard. Um, in 1967, the bloodiest 47 acres was infamously named the bloodiest 47 That'll do acres. It. That'll do it. <laughs> In America, uh, and that came from Time Magazine because of the incredibly high number of serious assaults on the grounds between 1963 and 64. So we just had like a one-year time frame there where just like I guess everybody was just just mad beating each other's ass. Yeah. Um, so with America expanding west during the 1800s, you know, if I could go back in time, I've said this before, like the Wild West would be cool, but like also I don't think. I would really want to hang out there because, like, hygiene was, like, non-existent, so... I would die of dysentery because I always died Oregon of dysentery. Trail, yeah, baby. Always died. Yeah. My people never make it to the end. Like, they're all... I mean, just dead. I, it's snakes. It's dysentery. It's some sort of broken bone that somehow becomes infected. Mm-hmm. It's, it all gets fucked. Every time. Yeah, right. So, anyway. 
As we expand, of course we needed some prison facilities because people just can't get their shit together. So, for those located in the Southwest, the answer to this issue was the Missouri State Penitentiary. Damn it, it was the bloodiest 47 <laughs> acres, <laughs> which was the area's largest and most effective maximum security prison. And during its nearly century and a half of operations, it housed many famous names. Um, so, following uh, Missouri being admitted as a state in 1821, debates were held as to which city should be the capital. I don't know why people give, like, a shit. Yeah. It's, like, whatever. I mean, ours is Trenton, I gotta say, so... I know, typically, like, the capital of a state is, like, the armpit of the state. Right. I mean, typically speaking, it's never, like, a very cool put-together Yeah, place. no, absolutely not. <laughs> Just, right. So, anyway... Um, in 1831, Jefferson City held the rather tenuous title, leading Governor John Miller to suggest a prison to be built in the area. And then it was his belief that the, Phils- the, the, Philly, the facility would ensure the city remained the state's seat of government. So that just that guy was just like, well, if we put a prison here, I'm going to stay in office. That's how it works. Government. And in that voice, <laughs> government, politics. So two years later, uh, the Missouri House of Representatives passed a bill to build it. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. And then in 1934, construction begins along the banks of the Missouri River. The facility was designed by some dude named John Haviland, uh, and he actually was the same guy that built Pennsylvania's Eastern State Penitentiary. Oh, what a great place. And this guy was just like, I'm going to make a fortune building prisons. You know what? When you got a niche, niche. you got a niche and you, you do it. <laughs> Stick with what you're good at, folks. So he was, he was aided by uh, Master Stonemason, James Dunica, who built the the city's first capital building, which is like very oh, like matchy matchy. I know for sure. The state's legislature allotted twenty five thousand dollars for the project. It was a different time, everybody. They're like, here you go. You can build one wall. <laughs> Do you know what you could get for twenty five now? Is like a tree. Yeah. <laughs> That's like it. So, so they officially, and by they, I mean the jail <laughs> the tree the jail the jail goes by they then <laughs> that's, anyway the penitentiary officially welcomes its first prisoner wilson ed Idson, in 1836 so during its first four years of operation the population consists of 15 prisoners one warden one guard and then like a brick making foreman and his assistant nice. so i don't know what he's, he's saying now <laughs> But of the of the fifteen inmates, eleven were from St. Louis, and all but one were imprisoned for larceny. And then the the outlier had just like stabbed a dude when he was like wasted oh, one time. So we love it. In eighteen forty two, the jail welcomes its first female prisoner, Amelia Eddy. We love it. Good for her. Variety is the spice power. of life. That's right. When it housed women for the majority of its years, nope, I said it wrong. While it housed <laughs> women for the majority of its years, I'm very functional today. Um, the vast majority of female inmates arrived actually during World War One, probably because all the dudes were off. Yeah, you know, at war, mm-hmm. so they were like, a little oh, busy. "We're gonna rest now." Some were imprisoned, of course, for like very serious things, like murder. Mm. But the majority were actually charged with violations of naturalization, conspiracy, or immigration laws, coinciding with the era's heightened fears. So, again, nothing's changed, yep. has it? Still the same. Um, here we are, <clears throat> like like 200 and change years Mm. later uh construction continued along the missouri state penitentiary nope what the fuck maybe i'm having a stroke is this what this feels like been there construction (laughs) continued long after the missouri state penitentiary opened 
uh, including the building of A Hall, which housed post-Civil War criminals, which again makes my brain melt. Um, and the efforts were largely completed by inmates, so they were the ones like building the, onto this shit. They were like, I would have built. Like you're here, you're gonna room. get put to work. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, like did they have the freedom to be like, and I want my cell to? <clears> be... You know what I mean? Like, well, I look good in green, so I would paint my room <laughs> like a light green, so it still looks rather large. <laughs> That's right. I want a bay window. <laughs> <laughs> a joined bathroom, an ensuite, if you will. <laughs> Walk-in closet. Uh, let's see. Um, the the prisoners also contributed to like other industries too, uh, which included working in six major shoe factories and the largest saddle tree factory in the world. So they were just like so like in like they were like industrious prisoners here. <laughs> Well, okay, that might be nice, though. Like, you know, keep yourself a little busy, a purpose. Yeah. Except for you're doing Idle it for minds. free. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know what to think. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you something that happened. Oh. September, September 22nd, 1954, a riot occurs. <gasps> a couple of inmates ambush a pair of guards. Um, and then the Missouri State Highway Patrol... Uh, police departments from St. Louis, Jefferson City, and Kansas City, Missouri National Guard, they were all called That's in. That's a lot of people. They were like, for like this little shit that these few guys started with a couple of guards, and then they're like, everybody! And then Get a, in there! Four inmates die as a result of all of this, and then another 29 are injured, and then four guards are injured, and an estimated $5 million in damages was caused, which is interesting considering it was only 25 grand to build the thing. Yeah, what... what, what? Did they burn the place to the ground? Yeah, they just like they started kicking down the walls that they were building. They were like, "Fuck this! We're starting over." This remodel. Listen, if you sucks. don't like it, you got to start over sometimes. That's, that's right. <laughs> so, the penitentiary was decommissioned in September two thousand four. The like almost fourteen hundred uh, inmates were transferred to like a newly built Jefferson City Correctional um, Center. But then, mm. during its one hundred sixty eight years of like functioning. Um, it housed a number of famous inmates. So one was Charles Pretty Boy Floyd, who was like this American bank robber. And Great I name. imagine he talked like this. See? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And his exploits um, <clears throat> received widespread media coverage during the 30s. And then he was later killed by a group of agents from the FBI, the, uh, fun, the fun police, right dang. up there with the Vatican. And then another famous prisoner was Charles Sonny Liston, um, who comes to the penitentiary in 1950 where he was there to serve time for two charges of larceny and two of robbery with a deadly weapon. And he was actually discovered while serving time. Um, a publisher of a St. Louis newspaper saw him boxing and then asked the board of probation to release him on parole. And then he went on to fight Muhammad Ali in 1964. What a fucking ride, right? That's the American <clears throat> dream. That's it. You go to jail and then somebody discovers you and you become a boxer. You're going to be a star, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Other inmates include a Katie O'Hare, who later goes on to become an advocate for prison reform. There's John B. Firebug Johnson, who was one of the most infamous prisoner, prisoners ever housed there, and he was like an arsonist. Firebug, I hear Love it. it. There was James, and then there was also James Earl Ray, who was the man behind the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. But that was after he had gotten out. They let him out? Yeah, Yeah, that's a whole <sighs> thing in and of itself, but Dang. Some of the things that I want to talk about are like the fun spookala bookala aspects. Absolutely. Because we love ghosties. So, like I mentioned, currently 
the Jefferson City Convention and Visitors Bureau, they'll do like tours of this place now. And some of them are like, of course, spookula bookula in nature. The museum, there's like a museum that's part of it and it has artifacts, displays, photos, all that fun stuff. In the mid 80s, um, officials with the penitentiary, uh, the Division of Adult Institutions and the Department of Corrections discovered an old cell block predating the Civil War. I know. According Ooh. to research, the six it was just six cells, so it wasn't huge. Um, okay. And it was dubbed the Centennial Cells, and they're believed to be the oldest existing structures on the property. And then Whoa. they started preservation efforts in 2019 and were completed in August 2020, which is a feat because COVID. But yeah. Mm. Anyway, it's considered one of the most haunted prisons in America. It's been visited by like numerous paranormal investigators. I wonder if Zachary Bagelbites went here. I'm thinking. But you know what? Probably. I think there is no stone unturned. Yeah, by Zach Bagadix. Maybe. Amen. Zachary, oh, I didn't share this. I got a follow request from a Zach Bagans with like a number at the end on Instagram. I mean, I accepted it, but I don't think, I think it's just like a fan account. Oh, man. <laughs> Actually, that is funny because Alyssa, but during COVID, she got a follow request Maybe it's the from same Zach. one. I think, I think it, this one had a fake check mark at the end of the name. Oh, no, this one doesn't. So I was, li- we were freaking out were and you? then we figured it out. That would have been so cool. That's my goal. Amen. Guys, odd fam, make it happen. Just like, like make it happen. berate him on social media until he does it. <laughs> Just kidding. I talk so much shit, then he'll probably try to take down the podcast. Probably. He seems like he would do that. We're little but strong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Uh, visitors to the A-Hall of this whole structure uh, have reported smelling body odor. <laughs> Ugh. Which, like, if you're with a group of people... <laughs> you just look I around. Mean, it's like, Missouri's hot. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> uh, they report being touched by ghostly hands. Strange movements in, like, dark corners. And also this apparition of a man walking along the catwalk. In addition, Pass. equipment is known to malfunction. And they have also heard, like, disembodied voices on recorders. That's spookalabook. I, I have to say that next to, like, an elderly home... Prisons would be, like, the scariest haunting place, I think. Yeah, and, like, I would totally buy it, too. I Like, anywhere where there's trauma, right? It's, like, hospitals, mm. like, elderly homes, this shit. Places where people, like, like homes where people were murdered, like, all that. Mm. Like, why not? I mean, if it's going to happen, and I feel like it's going to be in one of those. Although your house, nothing's happened, right? <clears throat> well, we're, un- we're unclear, but okay. <laughs> we're getting close to getting a psychic in here, so... Are you really? Yeah, we're, we're kind of getting... We're getting my mom... We convinced a little bit oh We're my god can i, I want to be there for it yeah uh, jenna said that she will be standing outside but i will be with the psychic yeah i want can i be with the psychic or am i Come infringing on, on family time that's okay everybody wants to know i yeah. want to know well i'll have some drinks after and watch um ghost adventures i was gonna say Absolutely. ghostbusters but we can watch that, that too. too hell <laughs> yeah so Walking through the old facilities, people have also complained of cell doors slamming shut on their own, like just like loud banging noises, objects moving, footsteps, and then just like general feelings of like sadness or like anxiety, dread, Mm. whatever. There is a control room and there have been reports of a ghostly entity known as Fast Jack who wears a white lab coat and carries around a clipboard and he was believed to have been a trustee who worked in the hospital. I don't know if I like that. I don't really, like, of all the people... First of all, I want to know why he's known as Fast Jack, and, like, I couldn't find a reason why. Like, 
did does he move like does he walk very quickly yeah because that's the that's a no from me i don't like it and i don't like the lab coat i feel like that just makes it like ew yeah it makes me feel like i'm about to get experimented on or something yeah like i'd rather hang out and see the guy walking around the catwalk than like a guard you know yeah like a guard or like whatever yeah but then like you have like fast jack and his lab coat and it's like well what sinister shit is your ass up to you know absolutely yeah hard pass yeah big time there have been some escapes. There there was like a whole slew of them, but I chose like the ones that I thought were kind of fun. So mm. here we go. In 1870, <clears throat> some convicts successfully gained their freedom by jumping on board of a freight train, which is like very classic, like very vintage, like, you Absolutely. know, for sure. And then the prison guards complained that the trainmen of the Pacific Railroad were intentionally encouraging inmates to escape. Um, and then there was like a response or, or like a guard said, quote, I have seen the managers of the train throw apples to the convicts and motion at them. When I arrived at the train, the managers seemed to be angry. I think I would regard the motions made by the trainmen as being friendly to the escape of prisoners. Why would they do that, though? Like, why would these train guys be like, yeah, like, let's why does do it? Matter? Yeah, like, maybe they want to toss some apples. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the apple throwing seems like a very nice thing to do. Yeah, these guys are probably fucking hungry. I mean, I'm, I'm not, like, having sympathy for them because a lot of them were probably, like, you know, capital A assholes, but, like, also, right. I don't know. But then if you think about it, it's like, okay, well, like, why would they encourage them to get, like, what, what, where would they benefit? I guess, like, they could get them on the train and then, like, make them be workers. That's true. Free labor. Hiring but freeze. I don't know. It just seems a little, I feel like it would be more like a game. Like, can you hit, hit a prisoner with an apple? Yeah, right, exactly. So, any hoozles. There's another one. While the news of an escape from the penitentiary or from a convict work detail, like, always made headlines, uh, some prisoners never made it all the way to Jefferson City and then had better luck with what they called the water closet dodge. Huh? (laughs) Yeah. So two Vernon County prisoners were en route to the penitentiary by train, and after they had traveled some distance towards Jefferson City, they complained that their leg irons were hurting them. So an officer removes the leg irons, fastens them over the convict's coats instead of over their wrists, and then later the two ask permission to go to the water closet, so like the bathroom of the car, mm-hmm. while an officer remained outside and waited. But it was, like, too late, and they had just, like, wriggled out of the wrist restraints, opened a window, and left out. Dang. And the train was traveling at about half speed at the time, so they, like, just, like, escaped unhurt. And by the, tra- by the time the train stopped and everything, like, they had disappeared. Well... You know, kind of had that coming. Yeah, like they kind of had that coming. Like, all right, you know, like our legs hurt, and they're like, "Okay, I'll put this over Ooh, your coat." Like, I'm what? so sorry about that. What the fuck kind of like guard are they? Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I, I have one more for you. So, <clears throat> and this one doesn't end very well. Uh, so, 3 p.m., uh, November 24th, 1905, four prisoners uh, met at the stockade gate. George Ryan, uh, <clears throat> who was one of them hands out a Colt 44 revolver and a large supply of ammunition to fellow convicts uh, who were Harry Vaughn, Edward, Raymond, and Hiram Blake. These names. I, We've missed out on names. I can't. So the four then entered the office of Deputy Warden REC and ordered him to put his hands in the air. Instead, he goes for his gun and then he was shot in the shoulder. And then after C like slumps to the floor, he and another person in the office were grabbed and used as shields for the men as they ran across the yard. Oh. Toward the gate that led to outside. And then a guard um, known as John Clay, he was gatekeeper for the day and was ordered to hold up his hands. And while in this like position, one of the four shot him in the head, killed him. <sighs> Another guard 
Ephraim Allison noticed the commotion through a grated door and yelled, what's going on in there? And then he was shot twice and killed. Stay quiet. <clears throat> I know. So the escapees then placed a charge of nitroglycerin on their last remaining herd of the freedom, which was the gate. <laughs> Where oh, did no. they get this shit from? Yeah, You're going like, to casually just get a charge of nitroglycerin <clears throat> in jail. There's actually a closet you just go in. Yeah, they're like, this is our, this is our escape need. supply closet. So <laughs> it blew the lock, obviously, completely off the gate. It makes a jagged hole large enough for the men to dive through. The four run down along the railroad tracks towards the train depot, um, shooting back at, like, guards that are pursuing them. One of the fleeing prisoners, Hiram, he was shot and killed by a police officer. The remaining mm. three jump onto a wagon. Using the driver as a shield, they grab the reins and whip the horses to a full gallop, and they're heading down Madison Street. They're just like... Like a bat's out of hell. They're out of here. <clears throat> and um, in front of, let's see, the Capital City Brewery, uh, the convict Ryan fainted from sheer fright and just fell off the wagon. It's like, dude, you made it that far, and then he's just like, shit, shit's That's when you're going to faint. Right. So then Vaughn and Raymond keep going until a young boy runs out into the street, grabs the bridle of one of the horses, and stops the wagon. Just like a kid does this better he's than like, the guards. Not on my watch. Not on my watch, bitch. Uh, Vaughn leaps from the wagon. He tries to shoot the boy, which like rude, but his gun That's won't fire. Up. A policeman apprehends the escapees, and then they're returned to the penitentiary. They're placed in solitary confinement. Mm. George Ryan confesses to the escape plot, um, and he he tells them where he gets all of the guns and the ammunitions and explosives. And apparently, it was just like an ex-convict that was like hanging out and gave it to them. And it's like, <laughs> why is he like, hanging around the prison though? It's like, like you guys, uh, you guys need some. Some explosives, huh? I, I can help you guys. He's like there in like a trench coat. And like, yeah, oh. opens it. <laughs> and so, yeah, after um, a series of trials and appeals, um, the Missouri Supreme Court finally finds the three guilty of murder in the first degree and then sentence them to, to like hang. So they just, <sighs> they're hanged and no, I don't know. There was a huge crowd for it. It was June 27th, 1907 and that was it. That was it for them. So... Those are like the fun, I mean, fun escape stories. I just thought that last one was like bananas <clears throat> because all of a sudden, like, all of those guards can't get him, but the kid can. Yeah, the kid's like, Ugh, come on, guys. Somebody's got to do this shit. So I love it. Um, and that's the bloodiest 47 acres. It's both spookala boogala and just fun and historical. Yeah, I really like the guy that fainted off the horse, though. <laughs> I can't <laughs> take it anymore. <laughs> just... It's too much. I must fall. What the hell? I love it. Um, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. So that's it. Um, so it's over to you for a fun cryptid. <clears throat> what, what? what spooky fun creature do you have for us? Okay, so this is this is a bending. If if you've listened to my podcast, you know that we bend the rules of cryptids. You know, cryptids are technically animals that have never been proven to exist, but we classify. Things such as demons and aliens also, you know, in there. Demons and aliens. So I have an alien... Well, I have a case that is probably aliens. I'm um, so excited. You know I love aliens. Exactly. I needed to pick something that mm. you couldn't explain away. I needed to pick something that was strong with evidence. And, and it was aliens, you know. Um, Hell yeah. So this is from the fourth episode of the podcast. So like from the very beginning. Oh my God. We little beginnings. Mm -hmm. So this is, this is the death of Snippy, the beloved horse. Oh, so our story. Yes. Snippy. Um, Her real name is lady, 
but uh, her caretaker <laughs> named her Snippy because she had an attitude. Oh, um, so same. I love it. Yeah. Um, but this took place in the San Luis Valley in Colorado. Okay. Um, which is like, it's four hours north, or not north, south, the other way. The four other hours way. south of Denver uh, in Alamosa County. Now, this place, I've been, not to, not to the, well, I, yes, I've been to the San Luis Valley. I haven't been to where this happened, but okay. um, it's a fairly, like, remote part of Colorado. Like, cool. you have to drive 45 minutes from, like, your house to town, usually. Oh God! Is that so? Wait, is Colorado? Is that where the Skinwalker Ranch is, or is that Nevada? That's Utah. Oh, Utah. Whatever. They're like all the same in my mind, and I know they're very much not the same. But you know, when you hit that I've been part to of the U.S., I'm like, uh. Yeah, yeah. It starts to blend together. Yeah. Okay. No, but Skinwalker Ranch is the creepiest place on the planet. Oh um, yeah. So yeah, this took so this took place on September 27th in 1967. Ooh, the 60s. Mm-hmm. So the main story is that Harry, uh, the brother of Nellie, whose horse Lady is, um, was taking okay. care of his sister's horse. Um, and, you know, one morning he woke up and was doing the usual thing where he would go out and um, check on Lady, give her a treat, fill her water, that. Um, but he went over to uh, her barn and she wasn't there. Ooh. And he was like, oh, that's weird, you know, because I put her in the barn last night. But, you know, yeah. whatever. Maybe she maybe she escaped or pushed the door open. Um, but he couldn't find her. Like, he was searching the ranch and couldn't find her until he came across her body. Oh, snippy. And she was laying on her side. And the weird part is her head was completely stripped to the bone. Ew, no just skin, the head? Just the skull. Ew. Now, there were other incisions and stuff on her body, but that was, like, the weirdest part was that it was literally just the skull. Yeah, well, I'd be Um, be like, what? Yeah. (laughs) So uh, there were other cuts on her body. And the weirdest thing was that they were so precise, like straight lines, um, Mm -hmm. that he said that there was no way that this was coyotes or even a pack of them, Um, which was, like, other than like mountain lions and occasionally bears was basically the, the coyotes were usually the, the culprits. Yeah. Well, like, and how are they going to get it like totally clean like that? Exactly. We've all seen de- where we're from. Like we've seen roadkill. We've seen this shit like scavengers yeah. or whatever. Rip just, it off. Yeah. That's a weird. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that he noted was there was this really strong chemical smell. Oh, like acetone in the air around Ew. her body, um, which, you know, that doesn't really happen. On ranches, just like casually, no, or from coyotes. Yeah, or coyotes don't carry around their acetone with them and like <laughs> pour it on, taking off their nail polish. <laughs> like, oh, gosh, I just, I got, I'm getting them done later. So, Mama needs a manicure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Harry is like, you know what? Maybe it's time that I call my sister Nellie to get on in here. So um, Nellie and her husband come, and Nellie is obviously heartbroken. Um, yeah. And Nellie's husband notes that the bones actually looked like they'd been exposed in the sun. For oh, like, like sun bleached? Yeah, for like years. Like, oh, wow. he, he was like, this is this is the kind of like thing you would see if, um, you know, roadkill or something was out for a very long time. Yeah, like in the desert or whatever. Exactly. Um, and so they were like a strange pinkish color, which you know, doesn't really happen to bones. Yeah. Um, there was no bloating on the body. And there wasn't, although there was the odor of, um, like, chemicals, there was no, like, decomposition odors. Oh. 
Hmm. And to be reminded, like, this happened in the past, like, 12 hours because he had put Lady in there. Um, So... Uh, the other the other strange thing is that there was no like vultures or crows uh, circling the body. Yeah. Um, even though it was reported that there was flesh at the bottom of her neck that looked edible. Okay. Um, I don't know why <laughs> how that, they deem had edible. that edible appearance. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know why they're like, well, that stuff looks good. But <laughs> I don't know about the rest of this shit. But we could snag <laughs> on that. <laughs> like, <what>? um, <laughs> and so. Here's so we're about to get into uh, obviously that was the weird stuff but we're it keeps getting weirder. Okay, cool. Uh, lady's hoof prints ended about a hundred feet away from where her body was. What? And horses are huge. How mm-hmm. does that happen? And like this is like like dirt, and it's September, so like it's it's coming out of the the real dry season. Yeah, yeah. You would even still like it's. I'm a horse lady. There we go. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I know these things. That's really bizarre and strange. Right. A hundred feet? A hundred feet. Which is like, you know, if it were a couple, if it were like a feet, like a foot or so, you know, you'd just be like, oh, she so walked like, oh, through She did bush. like a little hop, skip or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Um, but no, this is a hundred feet. Um, wow. And then here's where we get to, I think, the weirdest part. Okay. A hundred yards north of the body, there were 15 burn marks in the ground that looked like exhaust marks. Oh my God, it's aliens. It's aliens. Uh-huh. Josh, this is so exciting. And in the same, that same area, there was a three foot tall bush that had been completely flattened Ooh. within a 10 foot radius. Ew, like, like, a, like a perfect, like, perfect circle. We have like a perfect circle. Ew, ew, ew. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And then there were six indentations in the ground, about two inches and six inches deep. So like as if there were two little stands for yeah this we had like a little craft yeah interesting um, yeah and the the circle was about three feet in diameter which like some of these measurements don't really make sense because we're going from like ten foot to three feet but like right that's all right maybe I don't we're just gonna excuse maybe it was that like part. layered right like maybe there was like a like a right I'm thinking like the smallest outer. circle was three feet and then the largest one was the ten yeah. feet yeah but unclear. Okay. Um, you know, you know me, I like to point out where skepticism could come in. And that's something that's a little unclear on that. It's a little fun. Do they have like photographs of this? Do you know? Um, so they don't have photographs of the indentations, but if you go on my podcast on Instagram, I have, uh, pictures of her body. Oh, um, do you? It's a Ooh, little look. graphic. I mean, it's that's not okay. really that graphic because it's, you know, like old, but, um, right. But yeah, I have a picture. They have pictures of her, her body. Um, but they didn't have any pictures of the, um, the like ground indentations or anything like that. Okay. I'm going to, I'm looking for the picture while you're talking to me. This yeah. This will be way, way back. Yeah. It's like real far back. Um, so the other, here comes the other strange thing is that, okay. um, Nellie, the, the sister slash horse owner found what she described as a gelatin like green glob. Um, and Gross. a piece of metal covered with horse hair in the bushes in the surrounding area. She touches the goo and her hands start to burn and hurt pretty badly. Oh, jeez. Um, and it kept hurting until she washed it off. Luckily, mm. you know, it wasn't a chemical burn or anything like that. It just, when it was on, it hurt. It burns. These pictures um, are fucked up. You're right. Yeah. Like that They're is. wild. 
And and like uh, to be reminded, you know, that would look like to me that's what looks like if that horse has been out there for like a month or something. Yeah, like that that's been there except for like all of the like blood around it. Yeah, it's kind right. of that's crazy. If anybody's wondering, it's the September 15th, 2020 post. Yes. On Josh's yeah. Instagram. <laughs> Way back in the day. Yeah. Um so at this point they're like, "You know what? We've done all the investigating we can. We got to call the sheriff in because this was clearly not um normal." Normal. <laughs> yeah. Surprise, surprise. They're like, "That shit's weird." <laughs> um so the sheriff comes and being a lazy sheriff, he says, oh, nah, she was just struck by lightning. What the fuck? <laughs> And they're like, wait, <laughs> sir? <laughs> and to, to help this, the weather reports from that time period and area showed no storm activity whatsoever. <laughs> I love the concept of, like, the horse was struck by lightning and just, like, all the skin and muscle and tendons of the head flew off and that's at the it's, end. Phew, and turn into green like globs, yeah, because that's how the lightning works. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? So obviously oh God, they're I like, they're like, um, I don't think so, sir. But you know, <laughs> what else can we do? Because it's you know, you're not helpful. Thanks for your thoughts and contributions. Yeah. Um. So they bring in someone from the the U.S. Forest Service because they're like, you know, maybe you can help us here. And um, <laughs> the person for some reason brings out a Geiger counter, um, which is of know, like, radioactive stuff. Yeah, um, because that's I carry mine with me at all times. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Pocket Geiger. Mm-hmm, for Amen. sure. Um, so he goes out and uh, around the burn marks and the surrounding area, the thing is going off the charts. Mm. So there is radioactivity in that area, mm, which, okay. you know, like shouldn't be happening shouldn't naturally. Be. Right. Um, but the sad thing is, is that that was like the end of the investigation for for that part of the time period. They were like, um, oh, well, that's enough for us. Yeah, they were like, well, it's radioactive, so it's, that's weird. We'll, we'll close the book on that. Bye, yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so once this hit the news, um, and by news, I mean, like, the local paper. <laughs> like, we're not talking about CBS or anything like that. Like, right. It's like the Alamosa County newspaper <laughs> quote run by Gladys media. in her office. Yeah. Um, <laughs> however, once that article came out about the weird death... Um, People started coming forward with strange sightings from that night. Mm. One man claimed that his car was followed by what he described as a top-shaped object. Oh, oh, and that fits with like the the varying radii. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> um, and then that's like we we got more. Okay. The, another one was from a college student in the area who said both of his tires blew out. As he approached a strange object that was sitting in a field. Ew. And then <laughs> the superior <laughs> court judge, Charles E. Bennett, and his wife um, claimed to have seen three reddish-orange rings in the sky that maintained a triangular formation and then moved at a high speed and made a humming sound. Hmm. And so, like, for me, you know, superior court judge doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's, like, making up. Fun yeah, stories. no, he's, he's not like aliens like yeah, I exactly. am. So yeah, right. And then this is the this is the best one. Two okay. sheriff's deputies said that they were followed by an orange globe, and then when they told their superior officers about it, were threatened their jobs if they what? had reported the incident. Ooh, so the superior officers are in on it. 
I don't know. That I, seems sketch a ledge. It's weird. Um, so now we're going to fast forward a couple days. Okay. Um, so uh, this is close to the Great Sand Dunes National Park, which if okay. you haven't been, highly suggest. It is literally like you are in the desert, except you're in Colorado. That's um, awesome. It is so cool. And it's ever changing because when the wind blows, the sand dunes move. So like it never looks the same. Yeah, that's neat. It is uh, one of the best parks we went to. Um, cool. But so basically one day um, or one night, I mean, the rangers reported that there was someone trespassing. So the local sheriffs came um, and uh, they find this guy named uh, John uh, Althusher, I think is how you pronounce of course. it. Um, mm-hmm. And he is a doctor and an award-winning pathologist. Ooh. So they're like, bruh. Why are you at the like? Why are you trespassing on these what dudes? Do you, what are you like, doing here? What's going on? Um, and he's like, "Please, please don't share my name. Like, please don't report this. You know, yeah. like my career will be over." And they're like, "You said you're a pathologist, right?" And he was like, "Yeah." And they were like, "Interesting. Why are you here?" <laughs> I'm gonna get back to that. They're like, "Why okay. are you here?" And he's like, "Uh, well, I was looking for UFOs." And they're like. <laughs> Like for the thrill of it, what's going on? <laughs> but once he mentioned UFOs, it was like light bulb. Right. They were like, yeah. You're a pathologist. We won't share your name if you come with us and you look at this horse's body that we found. <laughs> and he's like, like, all right. He's like, uh, yeah, chill, man. Like, sure. <laughs> Weird deal, but I'll take it. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, you know what? Fine. That's that's chill. Um. So he goes, and they're like, you know, give us your expert opinion here are resources and here are tools. Like, just look at this body. Yeah. Um, so he did a much more in-depth and he's uh, discovered that the thyroid, the lungs, and the heart were all completely removed. What? That's um, I, First of all, I didn't know that horses had thyroids. Neither did I, but I guess that makes sense. Like, I guess it makes sense. Like, it does make sense. I just don't know why, like, in my mind that their anatomy just, like, totally... <laughs> just, like, skip that one. Skip, <laughs> skip the thyroids. We, we don't have them. that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what he did say was that these were the cleanest cuts he had ever seen in his career. Ooh. And that's a pathologist speaking. Right. Um, all of the organs in the abdominal were also completely removed, and Ew. the brain was obviously because the, obviously. Yeah, the right. brain was gone. Um, mm-hmm. But the weirdest one was that there was no fluid in the spinal column. Oh. Which, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, you can't just, like, rem- like that just doesn't, like, pour out, right? I don't think so, no. So Because I feel like if that's the case, like, he wouldn't have highlighted it as, like, a strange thing, right? Right. That's what, so that's, that's you know, um, around all the cuts... There, uh, they were all black in color, which to him into um, indicated that's not a word. Indicated, um, <laughs> uh, indicated that there was some kind of cauterization. Yeah. Um, which you know at, at this time that makes sense. Yeah, for like a highly surgical thing, you know that's what you do. Yeah. Um, Lazy but, beams. Yeah. The <laughs> so there was blood around the the body itself. Yeah. But when he when he looked at um photographs what he did note was that that was not enough blood to to be coming from a horse whose face just yeah yeah. and heart was like he was like that is that's enough blood for like one incision maybe yeah Um, so so he was like the lack of blood 
and the lack of blood within the body itself was weird. That's weird. Um, and he did many interviews later, later on in life. And he said, um, I've done a hundred of autopsies. You can't cut into a body without getting some blood, but there was no blood on the skin or near or, or on the ground, meaning, um, yeah. not enough. Um, there was no blood. The outer edge of the skin were cut firm, almost as if they had been cauterized by a modern day laser. But there was no cauterizing, cauterizing, yeah, cauterizing, cauterizing laser technology like that in the 1967s. Yeah, ew, that's weird. Um, but that that was the end of the snippy case. Like they were just kind of like, that's weird. Like you know, but tuck, um, tuck it in, call it a night. Yeah, like oh, that's weird. All right, everybody. Good work. Right. Good job. Nice job. Stay away from the radiation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was not the end of the valley itself. Mm. So um, there is this place in the valley called the UFO Watchtower. I've been. Oh, my God. Highly oh my recommend. God. Yes. Um, Watchtower is definitely a strong term for it because it is literally <laughs> an igloo and then like a metal grate on top of it, which is highly unsafe. I love it. Um but um, as as of 2011, there had been at least 29 sightings of UFOs hmm. um, in that uh, area. Um, wow. There's also a garden there um, that is where you can leave, leave offerings, um, like oh. sunglasses and T-shirts and stuff. Cool. Um, but uh, UFO sightings in this valley have traced back all the way back to the 1600s. So like, Ew. you know... Um, and there were other mutilations in the valley as well of other cattle. Hmm. Um, and it was the same kind of thing. Missing organs, lack of blood, um, laser cut precisions. Um, That's weird. In 2009, in March of 2009, there were three mutilations all within a couple of days of each other. Um, but there, the other notable years were the 1980s, 1993, 1995, 1997, 2000, 2006. Um, all had mutilations from actually those same three ranchers who had it in March of 2009. Hmm. Um, so the theories on what uh, this could be, the UFOs at least, so the sky there is so dark and so not polluted um, that people speculate that when they think they're seeing a UFO, it's actually um, a comet or a meteor, but coming from a light pollution area, you might not recognize it because... You know, we don't get to see them here in Jersey. Yeah. However, okay. however, you know, a meteor is one foul swoop, whereas like the UFOs and stuff are. Yeah. It, and like the people who saw like, like the triangle, like meteors don't fall in like a fucking triangle and then right. just follow your car. Like I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that that might explain for some. Um, because Probably, the great, yeah. Because the Great Sand Dunes actually has the International Dark Sky Park. That's what it's cool. called. Um, because of how dark the sky is around it. Um, but in some more alien con- theories is that yeah. um, UFOs are attracted to the area because of the hot springs in the valley. Um, and uh, experts, and I say that with air quotes air because quote. I don't know how you, I don't know how you like, do that. Um, alien they, experts. Yeah, but they think that it might be because of the geothermal pools in the valley could be some kind of, you know, energy source. Um, uh, mm. So that's one theory. The other theory is that it has to do with the military. 
because uh. Colorado and this area is heavily um, populated with military bases and such. Yeah. Um, so the San Luis Valley used to be a testing ground for new military aircrafts. Um, and then there's uh, Blanca Peak, which is in the um, in a, a large mountain range in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, is also believed to have a secret extraterrestrial base inside of it. Hell yeah. Hell um, yeah. So that's kind of dope. Uh, yeah. And that's, that is, well, it's not supported, but uh, NORAD, which is a military base inside the Cheyenne Mountain in Colorado mm-hmm. Springs, um, which is like two hours to like three hours um, north. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we know that they can build stuff inside of mountains. Yeah. Um, you know, and the Pentagon has come out and said UFOs are real. Not that aliens are real, but UFOs are real. Wow. Um, but that's, we never, we never get an answer on Snippy or anything. Dude, poor Snippy. I just really can't get over that. It was a lightning strike. Yeah. Ugh. That is by far my favorite part of all. I mean, the whole thing was awesome. Thank you. This is oh, great. Goodness, yeah. And I have nothing. I have nothing to poke holes into. This is bananas i do think yeah probably some of the sightings that have occurred you are probably like comets or some shit or whatever but like yeah i don't know some of this other shit i'm like oh i don't really think so i don't think that covers it yeah it's it's weird i mean i like i said i've been there and there's um there's like a weird it's like a vibe yeah it's a it's a weird area i mean like there's a gator sanctuary there because of the hot springs like they can keep the gators warm but oh, like, that's cool it's just like um it, it attracts it, it attracts people that you're like yeah unique people yeah like you're like you you would you would believe in aliens like <laughs> you fit in this area <laughs> yeah um but yeah it was it, it I means a desolate place like i said uh, my ex used to um have a house there with her parents did um casual and, yeah and uh when staying there it's just it's it's a weird and maybe it's because it's so desolate that you're just like uncomfortable yeah. with the silence yeah um but yeah it's it's a weird it's a weird place wow that's spookala boogala wow mm. well justice for snippy amen i feel i feel bad like poor snippy and like the other cattle that just like i'm wondering did you see did they like strip the heads off of the cattle too i don't think so i didn't they didn't post any pictures or anything of the other cattle um but what it seemed like it was more uh cuts to the body itself yeah um, yeah. and that's where the organs were taken out of but it seems like snippy was the only one whose like head was completely stripped off i bet you what happened is the aliens were like let's get some cattle and then they found snippy and they're like this is a fucking weird looking cattle let's take the head they're like wait (laughs) whoa 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 whoa. this is the tallest cow i've ever seen (laughs) (laughs) exactly why isn't it mooing they're like what what the fuck is this the freaking overlord's going to want to see this shit. <laughs> well, I honestly imagine them like putting, this is so gross, putting the head on theirs and be like, Ooh. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. But you're probably right. Well, that was awesome. Thanks, Josh. Oh my goodness. This was a course. good one. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, well, I think you're probably in the same realm I am with the aliens. Like, why not? It's yeah. such a big universe. Absolutely. You know, they, like That's just, they, they're real. Yeah, they like they've got to be. I I don't know what they look like. I don't think they necessarily look like tall men with the weird like egg shaped head. And, like, yeah, whatever, I think that's a little dramatic, but but you know whatever. I I say why not? I think they're out there. This was oh, crazy. The more that I sit here and think about this, I'm like ew. 
Mm-hmm. Ew. Yeah. That's weird. I like the pathologist, and he's just like, don't arrest me. And they're like, what are you doing? He's like, hunting for UFO. Yeah, I'm like, bro. Same. What? <laughs> what is this? I'm taking some PTO. I gotta go UFO hunting. Yeah, like, also, dude, like, why would you go to a national park to do that? Just, like, pull off on the side of the road. <laughs> I know, seriously. Like, it sounds like pretty much anywhere in that area, you'd be good to go. Yeah. And he's just like, he's like, I gotta go to the park now. Okay, if I'm going to do this shit, it's going to be in the park. <laughs> I'm going to do it right. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for being on the show. Oh my gosh, of course. Thanks um, for having me. Hell yeah. I'm sure I'll have you again if you'd like right. to be on again. Yeah. But, uh, you know, in the meantime, bon voyage. Enjoy your trip. Thank you very much. Peter Pan. And do you want to say the stay strange part? <gasps> okay. <clears throat> okay. Are you ready? I think so. Okay. Until next time. Stay strange. Ooh, I like that.